0: Sad But Cute, a podcast by me, Shan. Welcome to the very first episode of Sad But Cute, a podcast by me, Shan. Now, for some of you, this may be a long time coming. For others, this is simply another podcast that the world never needed. But nonetheless, here we are. It's given me something to uh, do, and creativity helps. So, what is sad but cute? Sad but cute is uh, the duality of existing in my everyday life, like laughing while you're crying, the tension between two vastly different realities with a little bit of lighthearted commentary. I thought today I could introduce myself to those of you that don't know who I am. My name is Shannon and I will be your host for this adventure. I am a 36-year-old single woman living a chronically ill life in a plus-size body here in South Florida. I've got a dark sense of humor, quite a bit cynical, and I have had my fair share of trauma. If that's not a setup for a melodrama, I do not know what is. Life doesn't quite look like I would have imagined or planned, but that's usually how it happens. I'm living with lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, gastroparesis, major depressive disorder and just recently went through a major life-changing surgery after a cancer diagnosis, which, by the way, I got one week after losing my job. So cute! Whether it's in hospital waiting rooms or pharmacy parking lots, there's plenty of sad but cute moments to go around. And this is the place where I'll be sharing. Regardless of what you're walking through, you are most welcome to join here to laugh and maybe even cry at the experiences I encounter in this comedy of errors I call living. Because if you can't laugh at yourself, how the heck are you going to laugh at anyone else? Can I get an amen? I borrowed that from RuPaul. Sorry, Ru. On that note, it being that this is my podcast, all views and opinions shared are my own. Doesn't mean they're right, and you are under no obligation to subscribe to them. But I would love it if you would subscribe to this podcast. How was that for my first plug? And speaking of plugs, I am on a myriad of prescription medications. I think I'm at, uh... 16 or 17 to be exact these days, that's a heck of a lot of meds and sometimes they affect my speech and train of thought. But in an effort to make this as authentic of an experience as possible, I'm leaving those moments in. While that may be poor in terms of production value, that's real life my life and i'm assuming if you're still listening that's why you're here you don't have to be sick to listen or relate our commonality is in our humanity and i promise that i will be sharing more than just my observations at the lab and my medical routines but i will be sharing those too This will be kind of a personal journal-slash-stream-of-consciousness kind of thing. A true look into my mind and my world. And now for a segment that I'll be including in each episode called Honorable Mentions, where I honorably mention some sad but cute moments from my everyday life. we go in no particular order. My collection of hospital socks. You know, those brightly colored ones with those little grippy things that help you from falling? A collection of mine that is ever growing. I hate taking meds, but they look so happy in my hand, all colorful and cute, bright green, yellow, purple, orange, blue. I taste the rainbow every morning. The way I'm every doctor's favorite patient. Probably just because I'm their youngest, but hey, I'll take it. And it's not just the doctors. It's the receptionists, the nurses, the techs. I feel like a freaking VIP when I walk in. It's kind of my goal to be everyone's favorite in life. Super unhealthy and definitely toxic. My six-year-old nephew asks me what kind of sick I am. That's definitely sad but cute. It's really hard to explain to him in the age of COVID that he can't catch cancer or lupus. The way my pharmacist has my birthday memorized. It's the little things that make you smile. The fact that when I watch medical dramas, I now know exactly what they're saying because I too speak fluent medical jargon. Mashed potatoes have always been my favorite food which is sad but cute considering that potatoes are now the only food that my body doesn't reject. After four years, I can finally open my car trunk. And you might be saying to yourself, Shannon, you haven't been able to open your trunk for four years? Nope. And you just didn't do anything about it? Sad. And now it's fixed. Cute. Those are just a few of our sad but cute honorable mentions at the moment. One thing that you'll come to learn about me during our time together is that I am deeply observant and pay closest attention to details. I don't like the old saying, the devil is in the details. It feels so negative. For me, the care is in the details. The compassion is in the details. The love is in the details. I am the kind of person fixing the stock on the shelves in the stores or straightening photos in other people's houses And I have also been known to move a Christmas ornament or two on a tree that is not mine. But it's often the details that get overlooked, which leaves people feeling uncared for, whether they are able to name it or not. It's the reason I will never give a gift that's not been elaborately decorated. Perhaps it sets people up for disappointment if they don't like the gift that's inside, But to me, it communicates value. I value you, and I want you to know from the start that your value and worth are beyond just what's inside this box. It's why I go out of my way to use people's names when they introduce themselves, whether it's on the phone or at a restaurant or in a doctor's office details matter because people matter. I think that that's the saddest observation I've made during my cancer and chronic illness journey. Just how little people value people. Patients become numbers and tasks instead of stories and lives. And I get it, Doctors see patient after patient after patient, and they are human after all, too, and it's impossible for them to remember everything about us. But we do get shuffled around and put into very poorly decorated rooms and passed off to the next available while walking through the scariest stuff someone could face. It's why I like... And I definitely use the word like loosely, seeing the same nurses and staff over and over because of the familiarity that comes with it. The details are remembered. Going over a complicated medical history is one of the most tedious tasks, but the details matter in the course of your care. One number off, one med wrong, and it could be detrimental. Side note, if you're going into the doctor or a hospital and you have a complicated medical history, I would definitely advise you to make a note in your phone of your history or your prescription list and simply hand it to the nurse. They will love you forever. Definitely get you brownie points and maybe even better treatment. That aside, I pay attention to things that others overlook, well, because I've been overlooked, and it freaking sucks, so I won't do it to anyone else. It's also maybe my miswired brain, but that's neither here nor there. If I can get anything across in this episode and our time together, it's that details matter. We've all been there. Someone remembers your drink order or picks up that thing that you mentioned you liked from the store that one time. It has absolutely nothing to do with monetary value, and yet, value is what's communicated through those otherwise very simple acts of kindness. I'm a pretty practical person, and while details come naturally to me, I've also made it a habit I have notes and important dates marked in the calendar on my phone for people that I love. And whether it's sending a text on a really hard anniversary or celebrating the date of a big move for them, those little things that take literally no effort on my part communicate, care, and selfishly, that feels really, really, really good. It's always the small pieces that make the big picture. And yet, we can be really passive about details, flippantly saying things like, Oh, it's just a minor detail. But I think it's the details that are noteworthy, because you are worth noting. I know this all feels very ethereal, and maybe even out of reach. But, hey, my podcast, my opinion. For those of you that don't know, and I promise this isn't another shameless plug, I just launched a little side hustle that's bringing me a lot of life at the moment. It's called Shanmail, and our tagline is gifts that take the sting away. Everything I made, cards and gifts, are all intended to give when people are walking through some crap. A breakup, a death, a job loss, the not fun stuff. The times when we want to show up but we don't know what to say or even do. At least now you know what to send. Shan mail. I promise this ties in. In putting together all the products, I spent more money on packaging and printed materials for packaging than the products themselves. Why? Because value is communicated through the details. I want you to receive a beautiful package when you're brokenhearted with... Beautiful labels and logos, carefully boxed and curated just for you when you need it most, because it matters. When it comes to the care of my own body, I have to pay attention to the details, and so do the doctors. I have to take my blood pressure, pulse ox, and heart rate every morning and night and log all the information. And weekly blood draws tell my doctors more than I ever could about the state of my body. Shout out to LabCorp. If you want to sponsor me, hit me up. There have been some seemingly insignificant moments that have significantly marked me during this crapshoot that is treatment. After a particularly heavy week full of lots of doctor appointments and procedures, I had one last MRI on the docket, one with contrast, meaning an IV would be necessary, and at this point, my veins were absolutely shot. I was strapped into the table, my head placed into this awful cage, and then the nurse proceeds to feel around on my arm for a suitable vein. And before she starts poking, I tell her very matter-of-factly, right arm outside on the left, just past the W, using my tattoo as a marker. It's deep, but it's good. And I hear her sigh, and she feels for the vein, and she whispers to herself, I hate that you know that detail and she places her gloved hand on my arm and gently pats it, and without realizing it, she's made me feel seen for the first time in weeks. Before I know it, a tear is streaming down my cheek, which all said is very uncomfortable due to the fact that my head is locked in a cage and I'm strapped down. It was a moment that was otherwise very insignificant. I was probably one of a few dozen IVs that she placed that day, but the detail of that moment is etched in my memory. And while remembering details can significantly impact us, forgetting details can definitely cause hurt. Now, if you follow me on social media, you may have seen this, but a few weeks back, I had a really bad appointment with a doctor. I walked away, hmm, traumatized, and I don't like to use that word often, but I was. I was disappointed, I was hurt, I felt overlooked, and it was because she had forgotten the details. Now this is my rheumatologist, which I'm now looking for a new one. She manages the care of my autoimmune diseases, rheumatoid arthritis and lupus, which admittedly are really hard diseases to treat, and my case is complicated. Throw cancer and gastroparesis in the mix, and it's not fun. I get it. I'm one patient. She has many, but you kind of think that you matter, or at least you should. My anxiety is always super high when I go in to see her, because she uh, doesn't pull any punches. And I get it. She looks at facts, she looks at numbers, and she depends on science. But I'm a person beyond all of those numbers. And I came in that day in a lot of pain, and I needed some reprieve. And I definitely walked away, still in pain, with no hope of getting any help from her. and. The fact that she overlooked a really monumental detail hurt more than I could ever communicate. Back in January, after having been diagnosed with cancer, I had a total hysterectomy. Now that may be too too much information for some of you, but it's what I had to deal with and what I'm still currently dealing with. The uh, emotional weight of that loss definitely is more to deal with than the physical. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) that's, that's what I'll say about that. And at one point in our conversation, she's talking about medication and possible interactions that are causing these new flare up of symptoms. And she says, well, I think it might be an interaction with your contraception. And I pause and I look at her kind of funny. And she looks back at me and says, which contraception are you using? And I kind of laugh because, um, ma'am, I'm not. Aside from my charming good looks and devilish figure, I no longer have a need for contraception, as I do not have a womb. And she snickers, kind of like, <laughs> oh, my bad. And she says, oh, sorry, I forgot. And I think to myself, what the heck? I get it that you have a lot on your mind and you see a ton of people, but that's a huge detail to forget. Cancer? Especially when you've been involved in my care from the beginning. How do you forget that I have cancer? That was one blow that hit harder than a lot that I've experienced. And from that moment on, I kind of drowned out everything that she said little moments bring significance to our lives, both good and bad. Why am I telling you all of this? I'm not exactly sure, but it felt worthy. Turn the AC up one degree from your normal, and tell me details don't matter. Call me Goldilocks, but I'm not sure why 77 degrees feels sweltering, but 76 degrees feels just right. As someone who's been called Sharon a million times over the course of my life, I'm telling you the little details matter. In that instance, just two letters. No offense to any Sharons, it's just not my name. Speaking of names, during quarantine, I watched quite a bit of television. I got through most of the what-to-watch lists and somehow made my way to watching the old classics, straight-up Nick-at-night stuff, like Cheers. And you know what? I kind of loved it. I loved the camaraderie, the familiarity. It made me want my own Cheers, a place where everybody knows my name. Yes, there's warm welcomes and friendly faces, but there's something different about walking into a place, being greeted by name, and having your order known by heart. I'm a fiend for that feeling. I'm almost at that level with Tyler, the barista at my local Starbucks. You can save the criticism, it's just convenient. I get the warm fuzzies with every, hey, Shannon, and who couldn't use more warm fuzzies? Familiarity is important because you're only loved to the degree that you're known. It's why I share. It's why I started a podcast. Not because I thought I had something more important to share than the other million podcasts out there, or that my voice was more important. It was more for my sake than for anybody else's. It's a way for me to process. It's a way for me to report. It's a way for me to be known and to be maybe even eventually loved. It seems really selfish when I say it out loud, but it's the truth, my truth. And you have the right to share your truth. I have been uh, accused of oversharing on social media and And in life in general, when it comes to my health journey and chronic illness and cancer. But you know what? I didn't see any other option. I live alone, in isolation for the most part. And this was my way of of journeying with people. This podcast is my way of doing life with people, regardless if I'll ever meet you face to face or not, to know that someone out there is hearing my voice makes a difference, gives me a reason to fight forward, Mm -hmm. gives me a reason to keep being here. We all need a reason to keep being here. So I hope that you enjoy getting to know me. Now, you're probably going to hear stuff that'll make you feel uncomfortable in uh, the weeks and months to come as I put out more episodes. And I hope that some of that discomfort moves you to action. And I hope that some of that discomfort moves you to care for the people around you better. I know that before I got diagnosed with cancer, there were details that I didn't know about what it's like to be a patient. Before I had lupus, I didn't know what it was like to have an incurable disease. And I think that's also another reason that I share, is that so many people suffer silently, and it's needless. So I wanna talk about the realities behind that. So I put up pictures when I'm in the doctor's office. I show the bruises and the rashes. I talk about those things so that if someone else is going through it, they know that they're not alone. And yeah, sometimes it does suck. And it does make you uncomfortable. You have every right to keep on scrolling or to press pause or to to unsubscribe from this podcast. And I'm not offended by that. That's totally your choice to do what's right for you. But this right now is what's right for me. And if you stuck by for all of this so far, I want to thank you. And hopefully, hopefully it does something for you. But yeah. John Acuff said this going first gives someone else the privilege of going second. So, if in vulnerability and in sharing I can go first, hopefully it gives someone else the courage to go second. And it's not always brave being vulnerable, scary as hell, but I'd rather be scared than be alone. You know what I mean? So, what's the takeaway from our time together? details matter because people matter. It's pretty simple. Let's put it into practice in our day-to-day lives. What's practiced eventually becomes permanent. That's it for episode one of Sad But Cute with Shan. We did it! There'll be more to come in the weeks and months ahead. Lots of fun stuff in store. Maybe some interviews with friends, different topics that we'll be covering. It's going to be great. I hope that you'll join me again. I promise not to be offended if you don't. Well, maybe a little bit. Anyways, I'm a big fan of your life. We'll talk soon, okay? Love ya. Mean it. Bye.